and um, the the synopses that I've written <clears throat> this week, I think I was pretty pretty punchy <laughs> when I when I wrote these because I was just like some of these are way more sarcastic than I usually do. Um, but anyway, all right. Uh, hello and welcome to the Watcher's Guide to the Marvel Universe, the show with extra shielding to prevent breakup on re-entry. I am Max. And I am JR. And I am making up the amount of energy that I have today, but we're, we're gonna do it. We're doing this. I mean, how it's, it may be, it may be a disaster. Yes. But. But we're gonna uh, do it. But it's gonna happen. Anyway. How's it going? Uh, it's fine. I'm just, uh... Weird week. Weird dreams. Weird dreams all week. Like, the kind of dreams that you wake up from and you're like... What? As they fly away, right? Yeah. Like, I don't remember any of them. I just remember the waking up and immediately just being like, What the hell? Like, not bad dreams, not, like, scary dreams. Just, like, what was that? What's going on in there? Oh, yeah. no, they're gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's been fun. Uh, work's been work. Uh, and everybody else, everybody's fine. So the house, is, the house has not been broken into. That's good. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, not a lot to report. Okay. And yourself? Oh, just, you know, things failing at an alarming rate. Uh, Cool. We're probably going to have to go buy a new car. Uh Oh. um, And we probably need a new refrigerator. Oof. And we've started having ants in the kitchen. Oof. So, just, I mean, like, fuck, man. Like. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we've got a smell. Awesome. That I don't know what is. But it might yeah. be a dead mouse. Um, <coughs> or it's just the trash. Hopefully, it's just the trash. Because if it's a dead mouse, it's in the walls. And that's just where it lives now. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the good news is it will start... It will stop smelling eventually. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, right. it's just a question of... Whether it's because you found the body or it, there's just <laughs> nothing left to smell anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, uh, I'm hoping it's it's something I can find today after we're recording. Because I'm going to run an errand and take get rid of our glass and start trying to do the floors but there's a whole bunch of organization that needs to go into that too so yeah uh maybe i'll find it who knows cool um yeah i'm i watched modok oh and i just wanted to so generally speaking i liked it i haven't decided how much yet i like it Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like where on the scale it is there are some incredibly funny performances in the show and some incredibly funny jokes um and some stuff that's just like like there 
without getting into too much, there is a scene that takes place in Asgard where Modok has created a portal that just dumps trash onto Asgard. And Balder the Brave is standing there talking to the warriors of Asgard when like a wood chipper or something <laughs> falls on him. And uh, you watch as the warriors of Asgard are sprayed with blood as Baldur's <laughs> head is obliterated <laughs> by um, by this thing. Stuff like that. Um, there are some incredibly obscure Marvel references in there. Like, there, there's, there's, there's stuff that, like, if you've watched the MCU, you know. Yeah. You know Iron Man. Cool. Whatever. Um, then there's stuff that if you've watched Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes or something like that, you're aware of. Like Wonder Man or The Leader or stuff like that. Then there's the really, really, really deep cuts that... Three levels I mean, down. <laughs> I well we're we're talking because there's there's obscure yeah uh in terms of overall right marvel knowledge where it's like you know if you if you read the odd comic here and there you can be blame you can't be blamed for not knowing who armadillo is sure or somebody like that but then they have characters like tenpin and tatterdemalion and uh, there, I don't want to give anything away, but if you've ever read Grant Morrison's Marvel Boy, things like that, that show up and you're like, holy shit, like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, but like I said, I mean, Ben Schwartz as Modoc's son, Lou is fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. Um, there, there's a whole and uh, Amy Garcia, who plays Modoc's wife Jody, is really funny. There's a there's a scene at uh, at there were two Lou's. I'm not going to get into why, but there were two Lou's at one point, uh, and they it's Lou's bar mitf, bar mitzvah. So the two of them are like doing their bar mitzvah, and. Uh, at the reception afterward, they didn't invite any kids because of a whole misunderstanding and blah, blah, blah. And so they're like, there are no kids. Who are you going to do your first dance with as a man? And it's like Jody and Modoc talking to lose to the lose. And, uh, he's like, well, I don't want to dance with some random girl. I want to dance with you. And Jody is just like, oh, honey, that's so sweet. And he's like, no, not you, mom, dad. And she's like, that's fine. I just carried you in my body, you ungrateful little shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And I, there was a, there was a thing with Wonder Man uh, because so Wonder Man is played by Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And when he shows up, you expect that it's going to be a situation like, Captain Hammer in uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along sing blog. Yeah. Uh, 
And I don't know if they they were intentionally setting you up for that and then subverted it, but that's like what I was going into with it uh, and was surprised when it was not what I thought at all. So, yeah, it's just, I like I said, I generally liked it, but I don't know how much yet. I'm still sitting with it. Sure. Anyway. Okay. I have not gotten a chance to watch it yet. Um, I, this was one of those shows that I can't, I, you know, it, it, this is not a Venom situation where I cannot register that it exists. Um, it's, it was one of those things that was on my horizon and I was just like, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to have to, or I'm going to want to watch that probably. And then, and then it came and I was like, oh, is that's this week? Shit. I thought I still had, I thought I still had a month. All right. Yeah. All right. <coughs> and so yeah, I just didn't didn't get around to it. You know what I you know what I think it is? What is I it? think I think the reason I can't just unabashedly like it mm-hmm. is the same reason that I didn't like Solo. Uh the Star Wars story. Yes. Um and that is when you have a character like Han Solo mm-hmm. and he's the least interesting character in his movie you done fucked up uh and that's kind of how i feel about modok is that like all of these other people are doing these genuinely zany or like dark things and modok kind of doesn't like so much of the show is based around like Modok losing control of aim and Modok's problems with his marriage that Modok winds up being like the most grounded character in the show and you're like it's Modok like well and that's that's a funny <laughs> that's a funny joke but it only works so long right yeah it it making, it's fine for the first yeah but making then, Modok like, the straight man because it's fucking Modoc is funny, but not enough to hold hold the whole thing. You know, like I need him to be. I would much rather he be fucking insane, right? Yeah, like that would be more fun. Yeah. Um and have. I mean. The other reason why I wasn't super like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that as soon as it comes out every single time, blah, 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 is because it read from the trailers very Family Guy, and I was just like, eh, Family Guy, American Dad, and I was just like, "Mm, eh, okay, I'm sure it's fun. Yeah. I mean, those shows are good um, when they're good, and... um, Not when they're not. Not when they're not. And uh, I... I think what I mean is, like, the family dynamic in both shows is uh, Peter or whatever American dads, Stan. Dan, are also crazy. and then not Dan. Stan. And uh, their wives are the, the level-headed ones with the ability to just fucking break crazy. And... Yeah. Uh, the kids are either a 
specific brand of unwell or whatever. And, like, they're all individually weird. Um, And then you've got your also in the house for some reason talking character uh that in is in this case super adaptoid oh yeah but all of this tracks and it i just very much does and i just kind of wanted i just kind of looked at that and i was like you know i bet pat noswell does this better than uh name escapes me seth mcfarland yeah but i don't know i think i've seen this it's just, it's this plus Marvel, and that's fun for me, uh, probably, but like, I don't know, I'm not, I guess that's one of the reasons why I wasn't rushing to my, right. my TV set. Right. Um, the, no, that all, that all maps perfectly, and that's, that's actually pretty much spot on with the way the show is structured. You know, you know, one problem is that you remember at Lord at the end of Lord of the Rings Return of the King Mm. when the movie keeps ending. Yeah. And there's like there's an epilogue and you're like, okay, and credits. Another epilogue. Okay. All right. All right. I have to and credits. (coughs) Another epilogue. Get on the damn boats. (laughs) That's that's kind of how Modoc was it was like it it redeems itself in that I did feel that way toward the end toward toward like the three quarters point of the season like I I didn't bother to look at how many episodes there were when I started watching it so after episode like seven or eight I'm like okay wrapping it up cool and then it just kept going and i'm like why Why? and they redeem that somewhat because the 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 season finale is just like oh okay but like the fact that i was feeling that way three quarters of the way through the season where i'm just like just fucking ended already that's not great like while there are a lot of parts that individually work, that's a little bit of an issue. And that's one thing that keeps it from being like, yeah, yeah. for me is just like, if I'm sitting there part of the way through and I'm just like, okay, all right. Can we like do some, we've wrapped up like everything. I feel like we're at a point where we can end the season now. Oh no, no, still going. Okay. All right. Anyway, news, News. A few things. Number one, we have the solicit for the new Darkhawk ongoing. So, if you're not aware, they did a they did a standalone issue um, that sort of it's it was called Darkhawk Heart of the Hawk, and it is it was sort of a past, present, and future kind of thing in that it's three stories. One of which was set, you know, early on in Dark Hawk's run. One of which was set following War of Kings and the sort of revamping of the character. And then one which was a this is, that is sort of the ending point for Chris Powell. In which 
spoiler alert, he dies, but not before sending the Darkhawk amulet out to find a new, uh, host. Host. Yeah. yeah host. Because the way the Darkhawk is now, originally it was just a weapon. That's the way it was presented was, yeah. Whereas in War of Kings, it was recontextualized into a whole thing that was radically much more like the Jaime Reyes uh, Blue Beetle in that the amulet has its own consciousness sort of that is like has its own agenda. Right. Um, So, yeah. Um, But we actually have some information about the new Darkhawk, the... The character's being redesigned, um, and the new Darkhawk is going to be a guy named Connor Young. And there's the standard outrage from people who are just like, stop replacing heroes! Sure. Like, whatever. Shut the fuck up. Like, I... If you are someone who is mad about, uh... Legacy heroes. Uh, first of all, shut the fuck up. Yeah. But also, um, they have to keep these things in print to a certain extent. And sometimes heroes don't work out. Um, right. Characters come out that while there may be the odd person here or there that has a like nostalgic connection to them... They're not enough to maintain an ongoing, but the business needs wants to be able to retain that trademark, so they have to put something out, so they bring out a new one. Yeah. If your favorite hero gets replaced, it is because the sales weren't there, or whatever. Like, there's a reason for it. They're not doing it just to fuck with you. Calm down. Right. Plus, you know, Darkhawk's fine, but there ain't that many of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, and that's the thing that I I was very much like, oh no, they replaced, they, they gave you a new Darkhawk. Darkhawk has been desperately trying to be a thing of any caliber. And there caliber. was some interesting things. Oh, absolutely. The stuff in War of Kings was interesting. Yes, but that was but the not f- enough people cared. But that was also <laughs> like, the first time it was interesting in fifteen years, right? At least in yeah. was in two thousand fifteen, um, and that's not good. Like, yeah, you can be as interested as you want in this character, but if it's not working, it's not working. And they kept trying to make him work on team books and a bunch of other stuff afterward. Well, he was in Runaways, he was in Avengers Arena, he was in uh, War of Kings, he was in Infinity, he was in all of these things. But then, and they wasn't ju- he in the kept... Galactic, wasn't he in the Galactic Avengers or one of the Guardians of the Galaxies too? Pro- man, probably. I, I lost track of Guardians of the Galaxy membership because they just kept throwing shit at the wall to see what would stick. And uh, it anyway. got... It got to be a lot. Um, <laughs> like when Thing is a Guardian of the Galaxy, I'm just like, okay, sure. 
What the fuck ever. Um. Um. Yeah, it so just yeah. was odd, and it it was a weird character. It was difficult to explain. Like, and the guy in the suit, for lack of a better term, wasn't super interesting until War of Kings. Um, and. And even then, honestly, like Darkhawk was the more interesting part of that, not Chris Powell. Yeah. Like Chris Powell was pretty generic. Well, like, <clears throat> didn't they try to give him like this really fucked up family story where everybody died in an explosion or something? I don't remember that particularly. I forget. I like, forget what all they did with him because I know his dad is a dirty cop. And, like, it's his mother and the twins. But then, did they die? I don't remember. I This is this is more than I have cared about Darkhawk in a long time. Um, anyway, <clears throat> y'all aren't going to miss him that much. I'm just telling you. You're, you're yeah, not. Like, I, like, that's the thing that, like, when people are bitching and complaining about, like, oh, they're replacing heroes, the legacy thing. I'm just like... This is a character that you have not given a shit about. Yeah. For three years at minimum. And yeah. I don't I don't know why you would complain. I don't care. Yeah. Like, they're replacing... When you said to me before we started recording, they're replacing Darkhawk. My initial reaction was, that's probably a good idea. Not, yeah. not oh no. Yeah. No, actually, my first thought was, idiots are going to be pissed, aren't they? And then my second thought was, but it's probably a good idea. So I'm hoping, uh, do we have a creative team for this? We do. I forget who it is. Um, <coughs> let me look that up real quick. Uh, and I will talk about how, uh, no one cares about Darkhawk. Well, Chris Powell. Uh, well, so, um, it's Kyle Higgins. Is that right? Um, yeah, Kyle Higgins is going to be writing it with art by Juanan Ramirez. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's Connor Young, a 17 year old basketball player. Um, and I don't, I don't really know anything, uh, uh, I don't really know anything about Connor other than he's sick, um, which is, it, which is to say, uh, they talk in the article of, about, there's a sudden di medical diagnosis that uh, upends his life. Um, and, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Some, you know, some of these fail. Some of them do not work out. Uh, and they inevitably go back to the original dude. And that's fine. Yeah. Uh, some of them work out really well and you wind up with both the original and the new guy uh a la nova and thor and thor and 
uh, Spider-Man, and on and on and on. Well, this and then is, Thor's this is part of it. Thor's done that three Kyle fucking Rainer. times. Kyle uh, Rayner. Green Lantern. Yeah. Thor's done this three fucking times. And yeah. sometimes it is absolute garbage. And so, and they just go, well, that never happened. And sometimes it's, well, they don't officially never happen it. Sometimes they do that with other characters. But with, with Thor, you know, the, the Thor at Infinity War is not the Thor that it's not Odin's son. Isn't that right? Do what? Is the Thor in Infinity Gauntlet um, Odin's son? Are you talking about Thunderstrike? The Eric Masterson who replaced Thor for a while because yes. Thor was exiled to space? Right. Well, it's not that Marvel necessarily never happened it or anything like that. The plan with Eric Masterson was always to kill him. He was there to go. Like, that was the plan from the moment... Apparently, if you go back and read the early appearances of Eric Masterson, they're foreshadowing his death from the beginning. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. So, it was not... It was not, this didn't work out, let's kill him off. It was, he was always intended to be temporary, become his own dude, and then die. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Anyway, know. yeah, this is, we've talked about uh, fucking Darkhawk for too long. I hope it works out. I always hope we've, this works out. Like we've talked about Darkhawk more right now than I have in his entire history. <laughs> um. Well, the, anyway, the, the final thought. <clears throat> I hope this works out because I always hope these work these work out. Right? Like mm-hmm. I don't wish for failure on any of this shit. I hope it's good because that would be awesome. So literally the only things I hope will fail Mm -hmm. are stuff like Ethan Van Skyver books. That's it. Sure. And that's just because he's a prick. Yeah. Uh, But whatever. Um, Onslaught. Onslaught is coming back. Speaking of the 90s. Yeah. um, So they're doing a book called Way of X uh, that involves Nightcrawler trying to figure out his worldview because you know Nightcrawler's a religious dude he's been a priest he's always been very you know in tune with his spirituality but now things are kind of i mean we mutants have conquered death yeah death is not an issue anymore i so this, the way of x is being written by spurrier and uh him that would be fun if he's just like, um, I'm sorry. What does what does religion mean now? We can't yeah. we can't die. That's kind of you know it isn't the end all be all of religion. Like there's 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 a lot there, and especially if you're thoughtful about it and not an asshole. Um, but like, <clears throat> you know, the one of the it's not the like I say it's not the end all be all, but there's like a core tenet there that's like. Death is for everyone. It's the great leveler. Like, that's one of the things that gives our lives meaning. And this is why you strive forward and blah, blah, blah. Um, and to well, have a character who is very thoughtful, you know, he's a swashbuckling guy as well. But, like, he's a thoughtful dude who likes to sit and reflect. Have him be like, well, okay, what does that mean for me? 
Um, well, and and you know, it's not it's not just death that is bothering Nightcrawler. Sure. Because Nightcrawler is also having issues with like the arena where if somebody was depowered, they can go in, basically be murdered in a in an arena and earn the ability to be reborn with their powers again. And there are a lot of things about Krakoan society, not just the defeat of death, but all, but in general, like the general state of mutant society that is troublesome to Nightcrawler. And basically what you, what you are left with is does Nightcrawler reject the, uh, the, um, the society that mutants have built, or does he have to figure out a new way forward? And that's what Way of X is, is him trying to reconcile his viewpoint, but also trying to figure out a way to contextualize all of this into something that could help other mutants too. Mm -hmm. um, and things like that, because a lot of the, a lot of the way of X storyline, it's only two issues in, but a lot of it comes down to how do you convince people in a society like that that has conquered death, that has everything it could possibly want, how do you convince the people in that society to believe in we, not me? Right, sure. And that's what Way of X is, is trying to figure out some, some sort of uh, framework that fosters those ideals beyond just... We're mutants. We have to stick together. Right. Um, and, you know, the, because uh, because especially when you're looking at mutants in the context of, like, the villains who are showing up and are being granted citizenship of Krakoa, you know, they're not we kind of people. No. And uh, so you need something more than just we're mutants. We've got to stick together. In the, in the course of Way of X, there's been a whole thing about the Patchwork Man that is like this new urban legend kind of floating around Krakoa. And it seems as though the Patchwork Man, originally they thought it was Legion. Legion actually shows up in Way of X number two. And uh, in talking to Nightcrawler, he's like, my dad thinks it's me? Of course he does. Of course he thinks it's me. He's like, no, it's not me. Yeah. Um, but it turns out it's Onslaught. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, you know. Onslaught was so weird. Um, I'm going to complain now. I don't understand <laughs> Onslaught because it was... The combined psyche of both Magneto and Xavier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
So it's more of an idea than it is a physical manifest. It's a physical manifestation of an idea. I mean... It's not a person. Well, so we're not talking about a Cassandra Nova situation wherein she was a person and then she wasn't and then she kind of rebuilt herself. Uh, This is... Onslaught is the darker parts of Xavier's psyche combined with whatever he had stripped out of Magneto in X-Men number 25. Um, Combining and then creating itself out of mental energy. So it's not... It's not a person in that Onslaught does not have a physical form. But Xavier is so strong telepathically that it's able to manifest. <coughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, we need to put everybody everybody needs to every everybody needs to go lay down. Like that's <laughs> like the entire island needs to go lay down and yeah. chill out for fifteen fucking minutes. Um yeah, I agree. And I think that's that's my solution is everybody everybody has to go lay down. Um Well we're it's nap time we're, for Krakoa. <laughs> we're in sort of a uh a weird period wherein for good or ill, House of X and Powers of X revitalized to the X Men. Uh which it needed. Yeah. For sure. Um, and in doing so, the X books have swelled, um, because not only do you have the standard sort of X-Men, New Mutants, X-Force, you know, um, Hellions and on and on and on, but we're getting books like Way of X and X-Corp and all of this stuff that, you know, sword, uh, and so on. And these are gonna start getting canceled. And that's, that's part of the life cycle of these books is, you know, they take off and they start getting more and more and more. And then everybody's just like, this is way too many books. So they cancel all but a couple of them. Yeah. And then they build and build and build and build. And then they cancel a bunch of them. I, we're going to be getting cancellations. Some of these are only meant to be short things and that's fine. Yeah. But some of them, like I feel like are, uh, going to suffer. I know X factor is supposed to be ending, which sucks. Cause I really like David Baldeon's art. Um, Baldeon. I don't know. I'm so white. Uh, but, you know, there's other there's other things. I love Hellions. Holy shit. I love Mr. Sinister and Hellions. Oh he yeah, is you were telling me this amazing. last week. Amazing. Yeah. Um so I genuinely hope that never gets canceled. Uh anyway. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Uh Marvel Pride or Marvel Voices Pride will be debuting a new mutant named Somnus. Um and apparently his ability is to control the dreams of others. Uh, 
but he's a mutant. He's going to be chilling on Krakoa. Uh, his costume incorporates the Krakoan X-Men thing and stuff like that. So, cool. On yeah. board. Why not? New character. Woohoo. Uh, so, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say about it because I don't... He's got a cool-looking costume. That's good. That's about uh, that's about all I have to say about him. Anyway, it does. I will say it does seem they're doing sort of a sentry uh, kind of thing, where they're being like, he kind of showed up like a long time ago, but not really. This is actually his first appearance. Uh, you know, in that it's like, no, this is someone who's had a huge impact on history in this universe. Uh, even though you're only just now seeing him for the first time. Right. So, hopefully it doesn't suck as bad as the Sentry. Moving on. Comics. Comics. Uh, Incredible Hulk Annual, number eight, has a cover by Al Milgram and is written by Roger Stern and John Byrne, penciled by Sal Buscema, inked by Alfredo Alcala, Colored by George Russo's, lettered by Jim Novak, and edited by Al Milgram. Uh, after fighting Machine Man, Hulk is sent flying, and he crash lands in Canada. The Canadian military is like, oh shit, Hulk! And so they send Sasquatch to deal with him. Sasquatch is like, fuck yeah, I get to test my strength against the Hulk, and weirdly, it does not go well for him. It doesn't go well for anyone, because Sasquatch is an asshole. I don't remember Sasquatch being this big of a dick. Like, and an idiot. Like, he shows up and he's like, okay, I'm going to force you. So, like, you know, he Hulk falls into Canada. Um, this Canadian woman out in the uh, woods picks up the Hulk. Um, Hulk and her go back to her place. Uh... Hulk calms down enough to revert back to Banner. Banner and her are like, hey, so you married? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, um, uh, never mind. And uh, then there's a noise. She runs out after it. It's Sasquatch. He forces Banner to turn into the Hulk the entire time. He's just like, you really don't want to do this. Please, God, don't do this. And he's just like, no, I do want to do this. And he's just an ass about it. Like... He just well, ignores the man begging for him not to do what he's doing. Have uh, you read Immortal Hulk at all? I think so, but it was like 10 years ago. Well, no, this is the current ongoing. Then no. By uh, Al Ewing. It's only, I think it's coming up on its 50th issue. Gross, Vinny. Gross. Sorry, my cat just sneezed all over the fucking place. Um, Immortal Hulk has a lot going on but amongst it it deals with sort of all of the gamma spawned people including walter langowski and in that i never really cared about sasquatch so i don't really follow him that much but the impression that i get in that is that walter langowski was a football player who also did science so he's not like banner in that he's an egghead Walter Langowski is a guy who went to college because he was good at football. While there, he studied science and that kind of just pursued it. 
but uh, but Banner at one point in Immortal Hulk basically says you were never really the science dude. And so based on this, I can absolutely see Langowski being a jock first and foremost. And it's the that, rapping that I don't like because yeah. he's he's rapping it in a well, I need to test myself. Like, uh, I am very clinical and sciencey, and this is what we do. We try to find the limits of my strength. And it's that wrapped up with then the, I'm the good guy here. Like, yeah. as well, that I'm just like, fuck you, man. You're not. Yeah. You're being a dick. And I don't care um, that, it's like, it's it's borderline torture when you force uh, Banner to become the Hulk, and then yeah. you throw him, you drop him, he slips, but you throw him off a cliff in order to force the change. Only at that point are you like, oh shit! Like now I've killed a man. Uh, yeah. And when the Hulk comes back, you're like, oh good, I didn't kill the man. Uh, but he's the Hulk now. Hooray! I get to do my thing. And you punch the Hulk, and the Hulk gets pissed, and then you try. And, the, and this is the part that also irritates the shit out of me. You try to, like, de-escalate the situation again so that you... Okay, thank you, Hulk. That's enough. And that's not the way this works. And you fucking yeah. know that. Um, that's not how the Hulk operates. I Like I said, I think, I think the wrapping of... Uh, I need to test myself against the Hulk. Clinical, clinical, clinical. All of that is him justifying... The fact that he thinks he's the big swinging dick, mm. and he wants to prove he's the big swinging dick. The whole like, well, time to see how strong I actually am. For science, is bullshit. It's actually I'm gonna see how strong I am, so that I can continue thinking I'm hot shit. And yeah, he's a prick, <laughs> and I don't like him. Yeah, and whatever. Right. So. Um, you know, the, the thing with the woman is pretty standard Hulk shit where it's just like he makes a friend, but then, oh no, she sees him as the Hulk and suddenly she's afraid. Hmm. Like, I don't, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, like I knew that's what we were doing pretty much as soon as she showed up or got woken up by him hitting the earth. Um, like I was like, okay, we're going to, she's going to be the, it to the point. I mean, then that's annuals are like that too. They're just longer versions of, uh, standalones where the Hulk bounces away at the end. And it's, I'm just realizing how the TV show is starting, is really starting to influence the comics and, uh, for good or ill. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's, ah. a, it's a Hulk book. Like, there's nothing other than fuck Sasquatch. There's nothing that really stands out about this issue. Um, I mean, the fight's good, but that's yeah. only because I enjoy seeing Sasquatch get his face punched. Well, what's a, what's really frustrating is um, how often... Look, we all we as readers all know 
that the matter Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. We all know that. Uh, it's really annoying watching Sasquatch figure that out in real time because he literally sits there. He's like, it's almost like he's getting stronger. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you dipshit. Like, did nobody, do you not have any intelligence on the Hulk? Do you not have a file that like it can, t I'm sure there's somebody in this universe who knows that shit and could have told Canadian intelligence. Anyway, moving on. Right. Uh, we now enter into a run of Machine Man that I just, I don't like. But anyway, Machine Man number 11 has a cover by Steve Ditko and is written by Marv Wolfman, penciled by Steve Ditko, inked by Steve Ditko, colored by Michelle Wolfman, lettered by John Costanza, and edited by Marv Wolfman and Jim Shooter. The description I have for this issue that I wrote when I was tired and angry this morning was thrill as Aaron stack, the mighty machine machine man gets a job as an insurance investigator. Uh, also binary bug goes on a crime spree only to kill himself like an idiot. And there's a fat rich criminal named con. Uh, yeah. Uh, everyone in his office sucks. Yeah. Yeah, we get a whole, this entire run, we get a whole lot of, like, Aaron really doesn't like his co-workers. <laughs> and, and I, I'm and they going don't to get like into... Him. They, they don't like him because he's all, you know, cold and standoffish. And being Aaron, who's kind of a dick, too. Like, the, I, I really enjoyed that I was seeing the, bur like, the seeds for Aaron Stack, Agent of Hate... Um, yeah. in, in this where it's just like stupid fucking humans. <laughs> um, uh, and like, you know, because he comes up with a really good idea at the business meeting in the morning and, uh, the, the, the gals take a notice to him. And, uh, immediately after that meeting, one of them comes over and is like, Hey, why don't you come down to my place? And one of the other guys comes up and he's like, no, I, I'm good. Thanks. Uh, and one of the other guys goes, someone finally resisted your charms. Little legit says not more notches on the bedpost eh, to this woman. And I'm like, okay, that's, you should be fired. Um, so I hate this guy immediately. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's like it, you know, there's, there's a, there's a thing when I'm watching like, shows where a dude has a terrible love life for a really long time or like where somebody has a really hard time making friends for a really long time uh invariably i'm always just like hey maybe you're the fucking problem like it's not everybody else that sucks it's you bro and that's how i like i feel like um this dude in Aaron's office, he's like a total Ted Mosby in that his life sucks and he doesn't know why. Right. And it's not it's not cruel fate or anything else. It's just you just have a shitty personality, man. Like, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you fucking suck. I hate to break it to you, but you suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How? Just in general, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Get a hobby? 
the uh, start fishing uh something it's new york there's I, a lot of shit to do take a cooking class i don't here's know the, here's the thing though <clears throat> if he got a hobby he would oh, become yeah. that like guy. if he if he if he were to take up fishing he would become the fishing guy yeah um Who like they had yeah yeah uh, like every conversation uh would invariably turn to fishing at some point um somehow the rest of the issue is like i said binary bug doesn't fucking matter because he dies and he never shows up again how like how shitty do you have to be tarantula tarantula has been around for 50 goddamn years now and binary bug has never gotten brought back tedder demalion tedder demalion got killed and revived and this dude didn't that's how much he sucks anyway <sighs> machine man number 12 has a uh is colored by bob sharon and linked lettered by irving Watanabe. um this one this one is really funny to me um because machine man gets really angry at crime <laughs> and yeah i it frustrates me because um he lashes out at the symptoms of society, but somehow his massive advanced computer brain never really puts it all together and like works out the reasons that things are that way. And he's just like street level crime without thinking about like, oh, hey, maybe that guy who stole that woman's purse, he's struggling to buy food or insulin or something. He's just like, fuck that guy. I'm going to kill that guy. And so he gets so angry that he discharges all of this energy that somehow evolves five people into uh, what humanity will be in a thousand years or whatever, which it turns out is just really judgmental. And uh, so they all show up and they're like, hey, knock it off, father. And he's like, who are you and what? like what and they're like we have to decide whether we're going to destroy you or not and they're just like so do you want to make a case for yourself and i it's so weird like his initial reaction to them asking if he wants to make a case for himself is fuck you no <laughs> yeah that's the only right hand like a bunch of people with like white hair show up and they're just like we're super advanced. You should justify your existence. I'd say no too. Like this is that ins that one thing in this issue is not Aaron being a dick. Yeah. That's like perfectly rational. Right. Um but they they're like this kid makes a case that Machine Man saved his dad, uh therefore Machine Man should live, and Machine's like Machine Man is like, hmm, maybe humanity isn't all bad. Um, yeah. uh, so these evolved beings are like, we've taught you ethics or whatever. And then they fuck <laughs> off to space. <laughs> having, having learned that lesson, we then come to Machine Man number 13, which has a, uh, which is colored by George Russo's. 
and Machine Man proves he learns his lesson about why humanity shouldn't die by letting a criminal burn to death. Yep. Um, there's context for that, but ultimately it doesn't really matter because basically this dude is like, I'm going to download my brain. This guy, Khan, the rich fat criminal who showed up two issues ago, like you don't need to foreshadow some asshole who's going to die in a single appearance, whatever. But he shows up and he's just like, you're awesome. And I want to download my brain into you. And Machine Man kind of lets him think that that's what's going to happen. And then he's just like, haha, I was faking it the whole time just to see what your fucking problem was. Anyway, die in a fire, you know, like a hero would. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, pro, the fundamental problem that I have. Okay, I am glad we're done with Kirby's Machine Man. Sure. But yeah. not only does this new new direction on Machine Man seem kind of directionless. Yeah. Uh, but also... Um, <clears throat> well, so... we Machine Man ping-pongs back and forth on whether or not... Uh, whether or not he wants to destroy humanity. And when he learns in an issue that he doesn't <laughs> want to, then he turns around and lets humans die. It's kind of like, make up your mind, you bipolar piece of shit. Like, and, and bear in mind, I'm not saying he's a piece of shit because he's bipolar. I'm no. saying you're just generally a piece of shit, Aaron. But here's the, here's the thing. The job makes no sense because ostensibly he's taking it to learn about humanity. Right. But he's not willing to meet humanity on its own no, terms. That's he's part just I... there to be like, you're all dumb. Why do, yeah. why am I even here? Yeah. I, this is so stupid. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. If you're going to be like this, you prick. That's what I was um, thinking during all of the office scenes is I was like, you, you're the one that wanted this job. Like, yeah. Why are you behaving this way? Like I'm not. He doesn't need a secret identity. No, but no, of course not. Well, there Everybody... are, there, there is a senator trying to destroy him. Well, but, but but what I mean is, what I mean is, I put up with some a certain amount of stuff from other superheroes. Mm -hmm. Like when they're doing stuff like this, when they have shitty supporting characters mm -hmm. who suck, I'm like, well, that sucks, but. At the very least, okay, Spider-Man can't be Peter Parker, or, sorry, Peter-Man can't... Peter-Man? Spider-Man can't be Spider-Man all the time. He's got to be Peter Parker sometimes. Right. Iron Man can't be Iron Man all the time because he's got to be Tony Stark. Machine Man is Machine Man. Yeah. From a, from a narrative standpoint, there is no reason he has to have a superhero secret identity other than superheroes have secret identities and that in and of itself is not a good enough reason to do this I, well okay i agree however i think that the thing we talked about last week and what the thing you we you talked about as we were ending the issues <coughs> the <coughs> sorry directionlessness 
mm-hmm. uh, that the narrative is taken is my main issue with it as well is that if they would have so that they start out this arc with he you know we stop the robbery so that he can get a job honestly i was like and and ostensibly so that he can learn how he feels about humanity and he can do that and i was like as a setup okay you know i'm, I'm no, i agree I'm, as a setup and then they just duff it by him not exploring what he actually means by that like he's not will like you say he's not willing to learn what humanity is he's just being judgmental and like irritable about the whole thing the whole time and i'm like this doesn't even gel with the kirby stuff because you were actually like thoughtful and appreciative of you know your father's points when you were listening to his head listening to his recording in your head like mm-hmm. you this doesn't this isn't a character choice that you were making because he's a cold calculating machine we're, no we didn't have to do that if you right. would have been like okay he's getting the new he's getting the makeover and the new face and the hair and whatever for so that he just doesn't freak these people out like right fair like all, all of that i was like all right sounds good and then he actually gets in the office and does the job and that's it and i'm like no you're not there for that right. what are you doing and see that's that's what i'm saying is <coughs> in order for that superhero secret identity to make sense narratively it has to be consistent and it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. And as it stands, it doesn't. As it stands, the only reason he has a secret identity is because superheroes have a secret identity. Yeah. Um, had it been, he needs to hide from Brickman. Fine. Had it been, I want to be close to humanity. Fine. Had it been, I want to learn about humanity fine but we're not really doing any of that he yeah. goes to work he does his job and then he tells his co-workers to fuck off so he can go home and it's like that's fine i do that yeah because i'm a human i understand humanity but and that's why i don't want to be around other people but from machine man's point of view He's not doing the thing he expressly said he's trying to do. So why are we doing this? Yeah. So if you don't want to be there, that's fine. Just we don't need to be there. Right. Right. <laughs>